There's some pistol ammo. Go now. And teach all nations. Make it your first care to love one another. And to find the kingdom like of God. Area to come to. And all things got the shall be yours. Ladder takes us without the asking. Do not fret them no for tomorrow. And then another ladder. And then a bridge. Leave tomorrow to fret over its own needs. Come on, let's go find out. Or today. Today's troubles are enough. Well, hot dog. Hi, everybody. That that intro was um, ruined by Dr. Disrespect. He was uh, chopped in there. I thought I had that tabbed uh, mute. I thought I'd listen to the... I'm very... I hope... I hope the whole... I hope I hope one of my whole segments isn't ruined later. No, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. Well, geez. This is, this is looking like... Um, this is looking like it, it, the perfect episode of Nick the Rat Radio, episode 380, coming to you live from the sewers of Brooklyn, New York. It is Wednesday night, my dudes. It's 11 on the dot. I'm never late, not even by 20 minutes, on April 5th, 2023. I got me out. Oh, that's magnetic? That is magnetic. Why is there a magnetic wire over here? I got me a a Lone Star beer. Let's crack it open. Trey, I got my shit together. That tab was muted. I was watching him play um, Resident Evil 4 today. It looks good. The remake looks pretty good. There was a vote to make him play mouse and keyboard. Bad idea. He quickly switched back to controller. But uh, yeah, I hope... Uh, I only have like one other, two other clips that... Uh, definitely the end clip, the, the outro clip, is going to have Dr. Doctor Disrespect talking over it. Well, sh- well, shucks. Well, either way, look, we're not here to talk about him. Today, we're going to talk, well, you know, since Easter's coming, we're going to talk about erections, resurrections. (laughs) Yeah, the topic, the topic tonight, resurrections. That's when you resurrect your erection, right? A resurrection? No, it's a, yeah. Um, We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, about it. While I drink this Lone Star beer. And, uh, yeah, it should be a, should be a fun night for a complete uh, disaster. What's the, what's the opposite of a resurrection. It's like being uh, killed again. Is it like the double tap? Hey, Spooky. How you guys doing in there? Um, all right, let's see. Let's see here. 
We got uh, voicemails. We got um, a lot of stuff we could do. A lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, res- resurrection data we got to go over. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, also, happy birthday to John. <laughs> John C. Dvorak. Sorry, I still have like a little uh, tickle in my throat. Um, yeah, I don't know, been flemming up again. Got back from that that con, and you know all the germs there. It resurrected something within my chest. I'm beating the shit out of it with knack again. So, cheers to you, John C. Dvorak. Happy birthday. Happy uh, 71st birthday. I hope uh, hope the shill bought you a whole bunch of strippers and booze and cigars. Oh, yeah. There's a full moon coming up. A pink one, right? A big old pink moon. When I hear pink moon, I think of like a monkey bending over or something. Um, let's, let's start the show with, with music. That's one thing that we could do right here, right? That's one thing. We got a um, small town boy by Benji Smith. Yeah, we'll be right back. Oh boy.
All right. Okay. Let's let's get uh let's get into the look. Let's make a little dent in the chunk of the topic uh, to start off with. Um, I got ow. I hate touching the microphone, but sometimes you do. You just have to touch it. Uh, let's let's first discuss how the ancient Persians celebrated the spring equinox because that that's probably like the the number one, um, the number one resurrection, right? Like that would be like the first recorded, uh, res- um, like, well, the spring is the resur- um, th- th- okay, let's just, let's just talk about this first before I, uh, stuff. Uh, it was, it was known as Nowruz. Nowruz? It's like a walrus, but now, uh, it was, it was, it was the time of the year that it marked the beginning of like the new year in the Persian calendar because they were smart. They were like, you know, spring, that's a good time to start the year. Unlike um, the the Romans who were like, let's let's start the year in the in the middle of the hellish winter. Then again, maybe the Romans lived in the south equator and it was the warm part of the year. I don't know. That's not what the show's about. We're not talking about um Romans tonight. We're talking about the Persians right now. Uh, it's it's currently celebrated by a lot of people in like uh, Iran and uh, Central Asia. The the Nowruz time of year. Nowruz, it's like three thousand three thousand years old. That's older than me. I think I'm not that old. Yeah. Um, and I think some guy named Zorro started it. it. Has I don't it? It's one of those things that you know somebody might have started before it was documented. So we we there's no truth. We don't know anything. Okay, just deal with it. Zorro started this Nowruz thing probably maybe three thousand something years ago. Uh, it's it's like the oldest monotheistic uh, religions in the world. The the single god thing. Uh, uh, according to Zora, the spring equinox was the day when the god of light, Ahura Mazada, defended the god, uh, defeated, defeated the god of darkness. Um, Armin Shimmerin, marking the beginning of the new era of light and goodness. So it was, it's a, that's weird that, uh, so if Zoroastrianism is is a monotheistic religion, how did how did Ahura Mazada defeat another god named Araman? Or was this like uh like there could be only one? Was the was was this the, the was this like the first time gods killed each other until there was only one god left and that's the the origin of monotheism? Well, it looks like Trey knows all about this. Well, let's continue on with talking about the the Persians. <laughs> and now, Ruz, it's a. Um, it's like a time for renewal. You, you know, it's like a snake or when you sh- shed your skin every seven years or 
just things keep coming. The creation. Um, it's it's about that and embracing new things, things coming into existence. Uh, um, especially um, the the people, the people. Um, this is like spring cleaning. It's it's strange how um, religion, which dominates the world, and people cleaning their house are kind of related. Like everybody knows spring cleaning, uh, and apparently it's got its roots inside of some Persian people. Ah. Uh, they um they would prepare these special tables that what they they would call them a uh, heft heft scene even though i'm sure they could probably see the whole table they still called it that uh it it had had seven things there and uh, uh seven sinful things what the heck is this uh, representing different aspects of life such as health wealth and fertility the half scene table is often decorated with flowers, candles, and other symbols of spring and renewal. Bet you didn't know that. Did you know did you know about the half scene tables? Covered in sin? Families would just come around the, the half scene table and sin all over it. And fertility and creation. It's orgiistic. Um, damn it. Um, one of the most important aspects of Now Rose is the practice of you visit your friends and your family because they just clean the house and you know you could go over there and you don't have to sit on like a dirty couch because they just did the spring cleaning. And you know they're cooking. So it's like a free free meal, free food. You go, It's like, hey, I'm going to... I'm going to go over to Larry's house. He probably just cleaned it, and he's got all this free food. You know, uh, but these narrows, these, this tradition is, it seems like a very uh, friendly thing. But it's more than just a cultural celebration. You also probably do shrooms and hang out in nature. Play drums and shit. I'm thinking like the Wicker Man. I'm thinking about Nicolas Cage and bees. Uh, you know, it's but but it's just to celebrate when the Earth starting to you know come back from the winter, and uh, you know birds and bees and everything comes comes out and they start uh, doing stuff and and making other birds and bees. Um. Hold on one second here. Uh, ooh. Ah. Well, sorry, buddy. Sometimes you got to hit that cough button. Uh, and, uh, especially when uh, today, in, in uh, how, how the world is falling apart because of the great unraveling. And, uh, it's just the, it's, there's a lot of uh, chaos and divisiveness out there, uh, but the the Nowruz celebration, it 
It offers it offers all of us a chance to you know come together, mm-hmm. overthrow the government, and celebrate our shared humanity, um, honor, beauty, and resilience of the, the naked natural world, all of its titties and and uh, butt butts and stuff, and uh, we should be celebrating. We should celebrate this right now. This is like a big celebration to me. Not just to the the Persians, I guess. And uh, we should celebrate this all together. Uh, I just want to say thank you. And we should probably listen to some music. We'll be right back with uh, more show. We got Alchemy with Contraveri as Finest. Welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. All the music you hear is free. Um, it's three three point C by on cloud sounds. Go check them out. Tell the artist I said hi. I'm very high. Uh, but who? Yeah. Um. Well, we we got um. We got voicemails and stuff. Maybe we should. Maybe. 
to celebrate the sp- sperm time erection. We, we open up the phone. I don't know. Is the, the phone line open? I have no idea. Let's see if we could even hear anything here. You've been on my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hang upon every word I say. Let your doubts go. I said, here comes the story of a hurricane. And a camp of loss, like quiet tears in one. No love is lost and no sweet wisdom gained. Save yourself the tears and save your shame. Psycho. You are on your own. As we left the house and took a step outside, I could taste in the air a familiar sense of pride. And the wind did blow as you held your head up high. And I saw the clouds draw storms into your eyes. Psycho, you are on your own. Psycho, he's my man. Them say don't break him bones. Caught in the fire, won't leave it alone. He was bent and I was unable to drag him inside. So bend down and ready. Dig up them bones. What's that you got? Cause I have one of those. Darcy, I could not hate you if even if I tried. Cyclone, you are on your own. Part 2B, Allegory of the Cave, continued. And he noticed the intricate seas of the bark and the trees. And he looked up into the sky and he saw the heavens and the stars and the moon felt the great depth of space and then realized a divine meaning and purpose to life. As Plato would put it, he was closer to the true nature of being. Now, out of compassion, he returned to the people in the cave to tell them about this. When he ventured down into the darkness, he began to lose his way and stumble. And he wasn't quite so good 
at moving around in the cave. And when he finally ran into the others, they noticed this and they were quite unimpressed by how he was unable to move around in the cave. And he likewise was unimpressed by them and all their talkings of the phantoms. And when he would try to tell them what had happened, and insist on telling them about the sun or when they were talking about birds he was trying to tell them about birds they would they would look at him and talk to him sarcastically and they grew to resent him and eventually hate him wanted nothing to do with him sir and thought of ways to kill him So that's the end of the that's the end of the allegory. That's a pretty good story, son. I feel it's uh and the YouTube video says that I mean I'm just gonna quote from the YouTube. I mean just for context or for more content. It's a warning to all uh, enlightened people, but it's I mean. This is like a like a great stone. Hey, Nick, me again. <laughs> I know you love it. Um, question. What's up? Those carrots. Have you ever made Diane? I mean, forced Diane. To take a dump? Um, yeah. How do you think you get a job in the sewer? I don't mean an enema. I mean, kicking the fuck out of that bucket and having a dump all over the place. That'd be pretty funny. Hmm. Probably funnier than this carrot. Speaking of dumps. Carrots are full of fiber and moisture. Uh, they don't really digest well. So eat up a bunch of carrots and you have some nice, healthy dumps. Help fill the sewer. <laughs> oh, and when you're uh, speaking of filling the sewer, when you need to, uh, <clears throat> when you need to, uh, Get Miss Diane back in the bucket. It's okay. You'll probably get her all. She's kind of small stature anyway, like yourself. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, just uh, squeegee it up, and if you get some excess sediments, extra parts. It would be a neat feature if your uh, experiments to reconstitute work out well. Anyway, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Nick, what? tell me a joke. Tell you a joke. <laughs> I'm waiting. Knock, knock. Uh, caller. No, knock, knock. Hello? Well, I guess you'll never know the the, the punchline to that one. Uh, we, we have some more voicemails here. Let's listen to a couple more voicemails. Hey, baby. 
you doing? Nothing but a podcast. Yeah, but notice you uh, didn't answer my damn call. So, uh, you know. I'm answering right now. So you're fucking now, huh? What? Huh? What? Is it George? What do you it's want? George, isn't it? What do you want? Kill him. You want to... uh, Thank you for the call. If you want to call in live, you can call the number right above me, 917-719-5923. We can talk about whatever, man. We can talk about um, if you've ever been resurrected or um, know anybody that's been resurrected or um, if you have any good hiding spots for eggs, give a call in 917-719-5923. You know Why'd you hang up on me, Nicholas? Listen to me. I am am at my quote-unquote job, sir. But listen up, kid. I own my own company. Play this on the Internet. I don't care. All right? So tell Zindu before he talks about shit he don't know what the fuck he's talking about, trying to scare me. When, when Zindu is just a fucking result of fear. I'm not even gonna try to mix this podcast. You know what? Fuck Zindu! Fuck you too, <laughs> Yeah, fuck Zindu. Wait, what? You can't sue me? I have to sue you if you don't pay me 6% donations. Hey, Kevbot, this is how you fucking make a voicemail, hand. Hey, caller north of the south who sticks uh, eggs up in there. This is how you do a voicemail. Wow. There's got to be some drama on this show, you motherfuckers. You need some better ratings. got to up your ratings, fellas. Oh, okay. We could up the rating well, by I'm starting drama. I'm going to pretend to be mad at y'all. Now, listen. I'm going to fucking put you into a dream. Sir, you live your life in a dream. Your mother's fucking, an, you an egg sucker. You live your life asleep. My voicemails don't put you to sleep. You're already asleep, sir. You, I am. You don't understand. What? No. This is this is what I want to talk about. No. Right. What? I realized deeply yes. a couple, four or five days ago that I lost the path. Fucking around with Nick too much. She skits me out. You know, other things. And uh, it's I not good for you. It's, it's not good for your to, health to live without conflict, to have no conflict within yourself or with other people. Now, conflict is of the mind. It's self-created. It's an illusion. Conflict is illusion, and illusion is conflict. You know, if you have a conflict, you can't live in heaven. Now, you ever notice that, sir? You're always thinking you're not aware now. And when you're really aware now, this life is, takes on a certain quality, another beauty. Have you ever seen this, sir? Have you ever stopped doing your fucking shitty-ass podcast for long enough to to really go outside and really – or just watch yourself? No. To really look at something? N- no. Well, that was a really informative uh, phone call. 
Maybe this episode is about erections. Wait, um, I'm, I'm, hold on one second. Scroll, scrolling, looking to see if there's uh, any new uh, new callers. It looks like there might be one or two. Yeah, let's see about this one up here. Hey, Nick the Nick the Scat Man, Nick the Rat Man, Nick the Nick the Big Batman. Yo, it's uh, it's uh, DJ Cloudy Cloud with sunshine in my pocket. AKA Luton Miles, Miles Luton, oh, the guy, the man. What can I get on your show sometime, man? Oh, give me a call back, uh, 216 233 You don't want the government calling you. You know what? Maybe we're going to take a quick break, come back, thank some people, and continue our conversation. About resurrections. There's still a lot more I have to talk about. It's just a little hard for me to talk. Let's listen to music. Okay. Oh, we'll put on a song. What song should we listen to? Well, we, we can always listen to Walking Home on the Last Day of School by ESCP. We'll be right back, everybody.
ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh. Let's thank some people. We have a P.O. box, Nick the Rat Radio, which I have to put on my deductions for uh, my taxes. Let's see here. Nick, P.O. box 90549, Brooklyn, New York, 11209. Let's open this up. Thanks for your show, Sir Costage. Thank you, Sir Costage. And with that $5 donation, I'll open this year Lone Star Beer. Because I'm not going to use the donation. It's hard to open beers with checks. Also, we have this. One more letter came in the mail. Ah, ooh. Inflation adjusted chargeback. 69 cents from Sir Dr. Mike Roch. Thank you so much. Ah, ooh. Let me get this out of the way here. That first check had about 50 parts to it. You could also donate by going to Nick. It's Midnight in the Sewer. Quick. Go to Nick the Rat Radio right now before it's it's too late. (laughs) Let's see here. You go to uh, Midnight in the Sewer. I should get that. Quick. Diane. Maybe we'll figure out how to resurrect Diane before the end of the show. Before before the end of the show. PayPal. Let's see if there was any donations this week. If you go to NickTheRat.com, click on Donations, and you could... uh, Show your love there. You could put whatever you want. Or you could subscribe for four twenty a month. Um it's like a dollar an episode. I read the amounts and the initials in any notes. What? Oh. What? What if What if we got a donation for thirty eight thirteen from IF if only a mere flesh wound 
Sometimes you get hit with something bigger than a flesh wound. Oof. But, but you, sir, or ma'am, I don't, oh, it's clearing out my bowl. Cheers. I F you are a super backer. Thank you. Let's see here. You can also donate on Twitch. Sorry, everybody. I'm a uh, brain shutting down. Looks like foo. Resubbed. That was eight days ago. Probably already talked about that. Let's listen to music. Well, wait, no, not music. Advertisements. Advertisements. Are you ready to delve into the unknown? To unlock secrets of magic that has never been shown? Bible Spells Volume 2, The Spell Book of Your Dreams will reveal the power of ancient magic, or so it seems. With spells for love, money, and power too. This book will give you control over all that you do. But beware, as you cast these spells with care. For with great power, comes great despair. So if you're ready to unlock the mysteries of the arcane, Bible Spells Volume 2 will take you on a journey of the insane. Order now! 917-719-5923 Demonic priests standing by to take your call. Possible side effects that are not covered by any laws you may experience while using Bible Spells Volume 2 include but are not limited to Loss of control over one's own actions and thoughts Sudden changes in behavior and personality Seeing or hearing things that are not there Physical manifestations such as unexplained bruises or burns. Unusual or heightened sensitivity to light and sound. Male-like feces. Inability to sleep or nightmares. Sudden onset of fear or phobias. Loss of memory or gaps in recall. Difficulty speaking or slurred speech. Changes in appetite or digestion. Hail Satan. Loss of touch with reality or hallucinations. Inability to perform everyday tasks or sudden lack of coordination. Unusual movements or seizures. Sudden aversion to religious symbols or objects. Feeling a presence or being watched in one's surroundings. Order now. Tommy Abarici, owner of Tommy's Arcades. And thanks to your support, we are expanding. expanding. 
been here in the sewer a few years, and she's been good to us. I mean, we haven't made a dime, but the weird-looking scientists have hooked us up with some science. 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 Technology. We got pinball, karaoke, dancing demon, whack-a-mole, bowling alley, gymnasts, tiki bar, a half decent cold drinks, chicken strips, cleanish bathrooms, burritos, and so much more. Yeah, we got machines down here. I don't even know what they do, so come on down and check them out. Do you like pool? We got one pool table. But you gotta get here early because some asshole kid has been hogging it. I'm talking six or seven re-racks this kid, so get here early. And you show that piece of shit that we are expanding our space or our minds. You'll have to come down and find that we are expanding. If you're booking parties or other reservations, give us a call. 917-719-5923. Yeah, this is Tommy from Tommy's Arcades. And hey, I'm living the 16-bit friggin' dream.
one time, I'll tell you 16 times. Stop blasting that monkey bullshit up from the sewer. You're trampling my HS signal down in Mexico. I can't get my slave labor coast made. I can't get my signal down there because you're trampling my motherfucking signal. I can hear that shit coming up through my... inspired once in a while it's very fun to and watch. when nick is firing at all cylinders he's, he's Pretty hard to beat. You're a badass motherfucker. I just wanted to tell you that. It's a huge rat. These songs are, uh, they're called bangers, right? They're big old, big old banger songs or, or something. I don't know. All music, it's, everything is copied. Everything, it's, the whole AI shutting down thing, it's, it's pretty silly. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of weird lawsuits. I heard Mickey Mouse is no longer uh, covered. He's a, he's a free, he's a free mouse now. So I could, uh, I can make comic books about me and him. Uh, going on dates, I would take him to uh, I'd take him to the movies. I'd, I'd uh, do the whole uh, popcorn popcorn trick where you put a chocolate bar in the popcorn, and when they reach their hand and they get a gooey chocolate, you say, "Oh yeah, I forgot that I had to take a shit and I did it in the popcorn." Whoops! And it gets them all the time that trick. Um, eh. well, this is um. A seasonal episode, right? Where's my... Where, why am I holding a phone still? Hold on one second. Actually, fuck it. I can hold a phone. I, I could do it. I could do the show holding a phone. Um, anyway, welcome back to Nick the Rat Radio. Uh, I want to talk about the celebration of the spring equinox by our pagan ancestor friends who ran around naked doing drugs all the time. Probably having a great old time. Um... You know, the spring equinox that we're living through right now, it marks marks that special time. It marks that special time when the day and the night, it's exactly yin-yang, um, six, in, six inches of hose, uh, seven inches of pantyhose, equal length, more or less. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a little bit off. Balance is, is um, it's very complicated. Uh, and it's a... It's a really significant moment to our ancestors who, you know, they didn't have a TikTok. 
you know, they had to hunt and kill things and um, plants and, uh, you know, the, the pagans, there were, the spring equinox was the time where they probably had the most orgies. There was tons of kids being uh, birthed during the winter. See, that's, that's the problem with these orgies during these uh, spring, because then you're going to have a kid in, in the winter, right? You don't want to have like a, you don't have to go to the doctor in, in 10 feet of snow on your husband's back. While you're wearing a potato sack? That's not what you want. Uh, it's But it's still, it's still a time to celebrate the return of the sun and the warmth instead of being in the winter. The awakening of uh, the Earth's vagina and the spreading of its Mothra-like vagina wings. Uh, you know, after a long, dark, cold, shitty winter. Uh, but, yeah. I don't consider myself pagan, but but I heard that uh, uh, you know I do partake in some of their rituals and spiritualities and things. But uh, the, the, most pagan cultures have their own unique ways of celebrating the, speak, the, the spring equinox. But there's some there's some common themes that we could still appreciate today, um, and one of those is the. The festival of Ostara, named after some German goddess of, uh, she probably had a fat ass and curly red hair. Uh, Ostara, it's a time to honor the goddess and to ask her for, for uh, her TikTok name so you can watch her and maybe her PayPal address or What's a good what's a good um Bitcoin wallet? Like if I wanted to get into the the Satoshi game, if I wanted to get Satoshis or give Satoshis, how how could I what's the best you have to Coinbase is you sign up with Coinbase or something? Either way. Ah. She had a she had an escort a consort, the horned god, uh, who had been, what, what the hell is this? The return of the horned god who was gone all winter? What is this uh, Ostara and this German festival? I want to look more into this. Uh, we could do it right now. They would, uh, for the, the festival, they would gather together and do drugs. A little bit of arts and crafts. That's how they started uh, painting eggs. Because, you know, the chickens lay a lot of eggs. And they probably just have a shitload of eggs around. And they probably had paint. And they were probably stoned. Um, Ostara probably fucking had, was finger painting, grabbed an egg. And were like, whoa, I'm fucking tripping. That looks great. Let's do that. Uh, they would plant weed and stuff and bless their fields in preparation of the growing seasons that were going to come because of the warmth. And uh, many of these traditions, they've been incorporated into, uh, you know, Easter. The, the egg painting and stuff. Because we usually, with the family, we all get you fucked up and do some arts and crafts. And there's a lot of eggs around. And if you're, uh, if you got a, uh, Either way, um, 
other pagan cultures during the spring equinox, they, they celebrate like with, um, the, like for instance, the Celts. They celebrate the festival of Beltane around the 1st of May. Because, you know, they don't, they don't really care about like certain days. Like, yeah. You know, around May 1st. Depending on the weather. SVB. Uh, wait, where was I? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's like the May 1st is the beginning of the summer. Is it really? I don't know. Ow! Stupid microphone. I should have I muted that. I'm sorry. It's where the... Uh, I'm talking about erections instead of resurrect. <laughs> There's the uh, Maypole dance. We won't talk about that right now, though. Um, but you know, you know what the Maypole dance is. Uh, it's also, you know, they would get trashed on wine and try to talk with the dead. That must have been groovy. A bunch of pagans tripping on shrooms. Actually, I don't I don't think the, the Celts maybe tripped on shrooms. They were probably drunk, though. Oh, this is Doring Anasteria. People would gather together to share food and wine in their wives to honor the spirits of their ancestors. They would also perform rituals to ward off evil spirits to ensure bountiful harvests in the coming, in the years of corn. What? Uh, as we celebrate the spring equinox today, we could still learn from the traditions of our pagan ancestors. We could take this time to honor the cycles of nature, to reflect on your own personal growth, and renewal, and come together in communities to celebrate the beauty uh, and diversity of life. And if this sounds good to you, we have a product to sell to you. It is called music. And we're going to listen to some music right now. We'll be right back with more Nick the Rat Radio. We're we're talking about rebirth, uh, the coming of a new day, mayonnaise, Resurrections. Um, th- things, things happening. We we got a. Let's listen to jazz cooking by Alex Productions. Let's cook. Let's cook this up, the baby. <laughs> Thank you. 
shit! The importance of physical attractiveness and ambition and intelligence to the mate choices of women and their parents. The abstract. When women make mate choices, they face potential conflicts with their parents. Evolutionary theory predicts and prior research confirms that daughters value physical attractiveness more than their parents do when considering a partner for their daughters. Across conditions, both daughters and parents rated the ambitious and intelligent man as a more desirable dating partner than the more attractive man. However, when asked to choose the best mate for their daughters, both daughters and their parents chose the more attractive man as the best long-term dating partner for their daughters, regardless of the ascribed traits. Furthermore, daughters' and parents' choices corresponded 79% of the time. Physical attractiveness may be more important to both daughters and parents than self-reported responses suggest, a.k.a. the people in the study were saying, we care about the personality and the ambitiousness and the intelligence, but in reality, when they were actually making their own decisions, they were choosing the people that were attractive, regardless of the other traits. When you say, I don't believe in evolution, you're basically saying there's this whole world of science who have mountains and mountains and mountains and millions and millions and millions of hours of studying these human bodies. All of their work is irrelevant. If you study the evolutionary process, you'll see like, wow, they make a really amazingly persuasive case that, yeah, we've been around a long time and these bodies have acclimated and changed. Those of you who are these hard science, like left brain, I don't believe in a God, it's all evolution. Well, where'd the first spark of life come from? This mystery that we are, consciousness, everything. What started the mystery? I look around here, I think about what consciousness is, and like, oh, it's so awesome. So like, this, the science people can get really narrow and lose the mystery. Energy advocates, how are you today? <laughs> Jason, I'm not doing so good. Hi. What I would like to do is tell you a little about the solar program. <coughs> what I, I understand you're a homeowner of a single-family regular house, right? I'm a homo? Uh-huh. Okay, yes, I am. Hello? 
So when we think about what is lost when we jettison religion, it's not the holidays and the architecture and the music and the humility and the awe and the profundity. All of that can be had very much within the purview of reason. And it can be had without lying to ourselves or to our children or to other people and their children about the nature of reality. The, the thing that gets lost, the thing for which there is no real substitute, is total consolation in the face of death. But, but there's always part of our minds that knows this can't go on forever. We, we, part of us always knows that we're just a doctor's visit away or a, a phone call away from being starkly reminded with the fact of our own mortality or of those closest to us. You know this, and yet, if you're like most people, you'll spend most of your time in life tacitly presuming you'll live forever. I mean, it's like watching a bad movie for the fourth time or bickering with your spouse. These things only make sense in light of eternity. There better be a heaven if we're going to waste our time like that. So unlike religious people, we atheists really have a good reason to make the most of life, to make the most of the present moment. Because even if you live to be a hundred, there's just not that many days in life. have any use for faith personally, Bob? Well, let's say I have some rather strong emotional commitments and, uh, and powerful intuitions, but I do not elevate any of them to dogmas and I don't try to ram them down anybody's throat. I tend to believe in some kind of intelligence behind the universe. I refuse to call it God because to most people, God means an old man with a long beard who's watching to see which 12-year-old boys are masturbating so he can put them in a bonfire for a million years. Not for a million years, but for millions of millions of millions of years. I can't use the word God. It has so many stupid, superstitious connotations. That is, that's one of the stupidest and silliest. But the, the, you know, the number of meteors that have hit churches, churches wiped out by floods, by earthquakes, by lightning strikes before they put lightning rods on them. And by the way, why do they need lightning rods on churches if they think God listens to prayers? All they got to do is, hey, don't, 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 don't let any lightning hit our church. That doesn't work. Faith is believing what you know ain't so. That's why they put lightning rods on their churches. You think of all the calamities that have happened to churches, the idea of a consciousness there's a particular concern with the human race out of all the possible species in what Carl Sagan used to call the billions and billions of galaxies. That this, the mind behind the universe has a particular interest in us and has a particular interest in being praised and flattered and cajoled by us. Jeez, when I listen to the things people say to their God, if anybody spoke to me that way, I'd, I'd really get pissed off at them. I don't need that much flattery. I don't want that much flattery. It's just plain embarrassing. It's obviously sycophantic and hypocritical. What it comes down to is, oh, you're so big. You're so big and wonderful. Do something good for us because we know you're so big and wonderful. It's talking to God like he's a four-year-old retarded child. 
So I can't believe in besides, look at the look at the records, look at the Koran, look at the Old Testament, look at the New Testament. The God described there is as as the mental level of about a four year old. I can't imagine that character creating even a carbon molecule, much less a DNA molecule. He he would get a couple of strands in a molecule, right? Then he'd screw up and then to show his his vexation he would rain fire and brimstone on two cities and tell whoever he elected as his representatives at that time, go murder another tribe over there. I mean, that's all through the Old Testament. He's always telling them, go kill the Midianites, go kill the Hittites, go kill, you know, wipe them all out, kill all the men and rape all the women. That's a God. That's, that's the brain behind the universe. I can't believe it. It's only an intuition and it's not a dogma, but I feel it's some kind of intelligence in the universe. And maybe above it for all I know, but I'm not going to argue about it. Look here, Jimmy. You misspelled culpable. And you're confusing then and than. T-H-E-N is an adverb used to divide and measure time. So, uh, Detective McNulty makes a mess, and then... He has to clean it up. Thanks, Teach. I mean, it's great that you're going through every word. Not to be confused with T-H-A-N, which is most commonly used after a comparative adjective or adverb, as in, Rhonda is smarter than Jimmy. Yeah? Look, there's more than enough indication of progress to justify continued intercepts. I'll sign an order for 30 more days on all taps and clones. One copy to the court, one to the state's attorney. Anything else you need? What, from you? The virginal conception of Christ, if I may just say a word about that. When Joseph discovered that Mary was pregnant, he didn't suddenly believe in a miracle. He wanted to divorce her. Why? Because he knew exactly as we do where babies come from. He wasn't stupid, nor was he pre-scientific. And it took a lot of convincing for him to accept what I believe to be the true solution, that this was a unique miracle of God encoding himself into humanity. Okay. So, if your wife is pregnant and you know it's not you, the only alternative is that it's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) David Hume deals with this quite well. He says, in the case of the laws of nature being suspended, you have to ask yourself, have they been suspended in my favor, or um, am I possibly under a misapprehension? I think it's Thomas Paine who asks him, which is more likely, that the laws of nature are suspended or that a Jewish girl should tell a fib? We have to grow up out of this stuff, you know. Hey, little dude, send your mama and daddy out of the room. I gotta get you up on this. You know who I am. Snake, dealing in weed, coke, crack, your choice. Take one hit and you'll do anything to cop more. Steal from your mama, lie, cheat on your homeboys. But hey, that's the price you pay when you deal with dudes like me. Now, some folks will tell you that I'm dealing in poison. But hey, do I look like the kind of guy that would do that to a kid like you? Yes. I say, I don't believe in ghosts, and you say, no, no, you, you do believe in ghosts. Ghosts are your relationship to the unseen. That's a ghost. So you, you have a, a, a new definition of ghost that you're putting in, in the place provided, which I have to say, well, of, of course I have a relationship to the unseen, so I, yeah, I guess I do believe in ghosts. This is what I hear you doing with God. You have defined 
the God that most people believe in, and we know this is the God that most people believe in. I was in. asked what God I believed in. Not yes, what no, most but I'm, a, I'm asking you what percentage. Yes, but you, you by shifting the, the definition, you have robbed the, the noun, the traditional noun of its traditional meaning. And you're giving, you're imparting to people. Wait a, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So I think it's really funny that when people generally talk about like the difference between classical and quantum computers, people are like, okay, well, you know how a classical computer works, right? But like the truth is that like nobody knows that. Bull crap. <laughs> a simplification of it is it comes down to bits. And bits are made out of pieces of silicon and you have, you know, tens of thousands to millions of them in your computer. And they can either be in the state zero or one. We call it the ground state or the excited state. And everything that you type into your computer, like all words, all numbers, all colors, get translated into computer speech. But it's very binary, right? A quantum computer is run on qubits. Qubits aren't like bits. They aren't a one or a zero. They're more complex. Think of this like a wave. A qubit could be really likely to be zero, which means a lower energy wave. Or it could be really likely to be one, which means a higher energy wave. And each qubit has a probability of being each. When a quantum computer is working, the probabilities of multiple qubits interact. And they add constructively or destructively, just like waves would. If you were to like tap like two places in a pond. You know how when you like explain something to a two-year-old and they just keep going, why? And they have to explain it again and you go, why? Yeah. My question is, as the controller of the computer, you decide what about those probabilities? Basically, you are altering the probabilities while you're running an algorithm. It's a common misconception that quantum computers try all the options. That's not right. This is simplified, but it's more like a quantum computer kind of watches the pond. It watches how all of those waves interact and then finds the most likely answer. If this is all confusing, don't worry. All you really need to know is that quantum computers calculate things very differently than classical computers do. On qu quantum, quantum computing and uh, I, just to summarize the, the article, quantum computing is bullcrap. If it is true that Jesus really did come and say and do the things that the New Testament writer said he did, then whatever he teaches is true because if he rose from the dead, he was God. That's the argument. I don't have time to support it. If you meet someone in the street who you yesterday saw executed, you can say either that an extraordinary miracle has occurred or that you are under a very grave misapprehension. And David Hume's logic on this, I think, is quite irrefutable. He says, what is more likely, that the laws of nature have been suspended in your favor and in a way that you approve, or that you've made a mistake, especially if you didn't see it yourself and you're hearing it from someone who says that they did. After all, Lazarus was raised, never said a word about it. The daughter of Jairus was raised, didn't say a thing about what she'd been through. And the Gospels tell us that at the time of the crucifixion, all the graves in Jerusalem opened and their occupants wandered around the streets to greet. So it seems the resurrection was uh, uh, something of a banality at the time. Not all, <laughs> not all of those people clearly were divinely uh, conceived. I'll give you all the miracles and you'll still be left exactly where you are now, holding an empty sack. <laughs> May I join you, Commander? Bought out the Ferengi yet, Rolf? <laughs> think I should give it a try? No, but I think that you will. One way or another, it's going to come down to you and me. You know, you're very good at this. Very good. Much better than you realize. Well, I hope I'm better than you realize. <laughs> the last mile of the marathon is always the toughest. That's when the winners are willing to take the big risks. 
You willing to do that? We'll see, won't we? Well, let's see now. I'm prepared to reach a firm agreement with Bavani before we learn the outcome of your probe's expedition. Are you? Well, well, well. That would not be looked upon favorably by the Federation, I'd imagine. You see, you have to be willing to take that last step alone. Or it just isn't worth playing. Your point of view, not mine. Oh, I see that, Commander. I see that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be second in command of this starship. You know, I feel responsible for you in a way. Related. Deanna. We both love Deanna. Oh, in different ways, of course. I will remove that burden of responsibility right now. My relationship with Deanna stands very well, on its own, without any help from you. Of course it does. Of course it does. It's just that, well, she's a remarkable woman. Brilliant, lovely, very passionate. And she could have been yours, Will, but you just didn't do enough to keep her. And now, well, I'm here. I'm going to take her, too. It's the first bad play I've seen you make. If you can bring happiness into Deanna's life, nothing would please me more. You know, you're really not such a bad sword, Rawl. Except you don't have any values, beyond the value of today's bid, that is. Deanna is just the woman to bring some meaning to your sorry existence, if you're smart enough to take it. I doubt that you are. To the last mile.
I mean, we're kind of grooming him to take over the show, aren't we? <laughs> Can you imagine? That was a fun episode. Graveyard. Rats. Will you survive? I probably... Maybe. Maybe. Um, My favorite from the Cabinet of Curiosities was the uh, alien in the uh, mine shaft. Don't know if you saw it. I don't know the name of it, but I could just say the Alien in the Mineshaft episode. That was my favorite one. With the wait, wait, no, that was that the one with the autopsy. That yeah, that's the autopsy. Yeah, the Alien Mineshaft autopsy one. That was great. That was a really good one. You know, also who was resurrected? The goddess Kali. No. Welcome to Nick the Rat Radio. We're going to talk about the goddess Kali. Uh, and if you want to, you could also uh, Kali in as well. 917-719-5923. The phone line's open. I'm feeling really nasally right now. 
got I got these uh I got these boogers. This, uh, uh, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Kali. The Hindu goddess Kali. The most powerful misunderstood deity. Right next to Jenny Craig. Completely un unmisunderstood Hindu with the pants on. Uh, Kali is often often depicted as a fierce and terrifying figure. Because uh, the artists are probably really sad men or something. Uh, she has got multiple arms and a necklace made of human skulls like Dal Zim. And she's also associated with the destruction, the chaos, and the unraveling of the universe. But there's more to her than just, you know, that's just surface level stuff. She's um, in Hindu mythology. Uh, Kali is the goddess of time. Change and transformation, just like uh, all those other things with uh, resurrections and uh, rebirth and stuff like that. Uh, she's she's pretty much you know she's looked at as the destructive force of the of reality. She's like you can't have rebirth without destruction, right? You know, it's a, it's a yin and a yang. It's a give and a take. It's a uh, north and the south. It's the uh, it's the east of the Rockies. Uh, caller, are you east of the Rockies? Um, no, sir. I'm actually west. I'm I'm in the I'm in the Rockies actually. You're in the, the Rockies. Moment. Hey, sir. How rocky is it? Is it rock? Is it a rocky road? Uh, yes, it's Rocky Road, Nick. Hey, buddy, I'm glad to hear you're uh, doing well. Did you I'm get doing my okay. What? <laughs> this is a voicemail? Did you get my voicemail? Is this a voicemail right now? Am I talking to a voicemail? Am I going crazy? <laughs> I, uh, no, sir, this is live, I hope. All right. What are you up to, Nick? Ah. Uh talking about resurrections uh rebirth creation spring easter oh uh, diets oh uh, well did you get my voicemails or not i don't know <laughs> huh? okay well uh, is this a voicemail no sir <laughs> is this live? Yes, sir. I'm actually going to go to sleep, actually. I was just calling in to let you know that I was going to watch it on YouTube tomorrow. What's the best place to hide, hide an Easter egg? Okay. Well, farewell. Have a good show, brother. Merry rebirth to you, <laughs> caller. Back at you. Happy creationism ish. Yes, sir. You'll, you'll, yes, sir. Thank you. Live long you, sir. and prosper. <laughs> yes, sir. Live long and prosper. Icho, Icho. Hello, north of the East Rockies, perhaps. Hey, what's up, Nick? 
Howdy. I, I, yeah, hello. Hello. I am east of the Rockies. I knew it. North, northeast. South, south of the border. North of the south border. Now, you, you played that clip about uh, about Deanna Choi, so I had to call in. Have I told you the story when I met uh, Mira Sertes? Um, she was, it was about football, right? Something about football? She threw a football no. at you? No. And she hit you in the nuts? I remember that happening. No, no, no. So I was at this convention, right? Like a small, smaller convention. It wasn't a Star Trek convention. It wasn't a Comic Con. It wasn't anything like that. It was kind of a smaller con. And uh, yeah, Mirna Sirtis, aka Deanna Troy, she was there. Do you what, want to hear wait, the story? What was this con? I'm sorry. What? You're 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 keeping the uh, convention secret. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to give up my location, but uh, yeah, it was it was sort of local. So me and my buddy went to this con, right? And, and he he was like infatuated with Mirna Sirtis. Like he he was out to like, pardon my language, but he was out to like get get laid. If you know what I'm saying, like he he wanted to bang Deanna Troy. She's hot. Yeah, she's hot. It, <clears throat> Come on. She you know talked, what I'm talking about, right? She talked... Uh, before I watched Deep Space Nine, she called it Deep Sleep Nine. She was making fun of it. And she I, is really... She's really funny. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. And then after I watched Deep Space Nine, I was like, she's wrong. What is she talking about? That was great. Yeah, she's hilarious, man. Uh, so, so anyway, we we get there a little late in the day, you know, and she's she's in the middle of her uh, you know Q and A or whatever you want to call it, her her little presentation, you know, d- taking questions and answers from the from all the Star Trek nerds. So we got there a little bit late, and uh, <clears throat> and and I, I I get in line to ask her a question. Before I know it, she's done. You know, she's like, she's like, oh, all right, thank you, everybody. And and my buddy and I, we knew we knew she was a cigarette smoker. So and, th- and this is uh, like I said, like a smaller kind of convention. So we 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 went outside. My buddy, like he 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 went out one of one of the exits of this uh, convention center, and I went out the other one. And we were like giving each other signals. You know, we were waiting for her to come outside because we know she smokes cigarettes. You know, so we're just waiting on that to happen. And uh, you can hang up, up, hang up if this story's boring. So, so she could. I'm sending this to the FBI right now. What? I'm I'm gonna send this. You're stalking. uh, You're stalking Troy. To get a Troy, yeah, yeah, we're stalking her. Yeah, I'm sending this to Picard. I'm recording this for Picard. Picard. So. He works for the CIA. No, he can't know about this. No, I'm I'm going to tell him. He's going to shoot you at a... Riker's going to shoot you at a phaser on level f- kill. Oh, man. It would have been so much cooler if fucking... Picard and Rick. No, it was just her, right? It was just her. 
so she, she, you know, I get there late, you know, and, and I'm standing in line to ask her questions. And, and, you know, she wraps it up because I guess she did like an hour long Q&A with all the other nerds. And then she, she leaves, you know, and she steps off off stage. And, and I'm outside and she comes walking out. And she's got this fucking, I, I'll never forget, man. She, she's got this like big ass fucking black dude with a gun strapped to his fucking belt, dude. Her bodyguard is something you don't want to fuck. So she he knew you out. were there stalking her, waiting, waiting, waiting to kidnap. Yeah, it, sound, Troy. It, it sounds a little weird. Yeah, I know. Looking back, it sounds strange. That's <laughs> why that dude's there. <laughs> she comes outside, and I say, "I say, hey, 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 Mirna, Mirna, can I ask you a question?" And her response is. I just did a Q&A. Why did you ask me a question just now? Just like that. She's got attitude, bro. She's got mad attitude. And you know what? She's funny. She is hilarious. I, I, I caught the last half of the Q&A. She's got jokes on jokes. She's hilarious. So she's, so she's all of a, a sudden, boom, she's, cool. she, she's coming at me like, 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 why didn't you fucking ask me this and with just now? Like, you know? And, and I and I told her I said I got there a little late. Yeah, I didn't have time to ask you a question. You wrapped it up. I apologize. And then and then she lights a cigarette, and her whole attitude changes. She's listening to me now. She's like, she's like, oh, okay, okay. So so what did you want to ask me? And I said, what was it like on the uh, on the set from that episode? Uh, what was it, Gen- Genesis, the one where she turns into a the cake. She's like living in the bathtub. It's like a some kind of weird mutant fish like. Oh yeah, that's yeah. when they all morph. Uh, uh, Worf becomes a spider or some shit. Yeah, yeah. The whole crew turns into like weird animal hybrids. So I asked her about that, and and she gave me a good answer. She was like, "I'll never do that again." And I was like, "Why?" Because of the, the prosthetics. And she was like, "You damn." She's like, you're damn right. And we, we ended up having a great conversation. But it was funny to me that she uh, initially she was kind of angry. And then it, because she's a cigarette, she just like did a two hour long Q&A. And she got outside and she, when she lit up that cigarette and started talking to me, she became much cooler than she was in the beginning of that conversation. Who, who do you think is better in, in bed, Troy or Riker? Who I think is better? How? I mean, in the sack. Who do you think is more, um, oh, more like, uh, like higher rated sexually? Oh, Troy for sure. I mean, come on, Maybe she's hot. I bet you Riker is probably more of a fun, uh, a fun fuck. He's he he fucks aliens. I guess Troy does too. Yeah, anyway, that, that was the story I wanted to tell you, man. The time I met Mirna Sertes, um she's an interesting person. Did the guard, pull, like, flash his gun to you? Like, hey. Yeah. No, you, you yeah, yeah. He was pretty much standing there fucking like, with one hand on his fucking pistol the whole time, dude. Like, he was, he was ready to fucking start firing off and killing everybody in the area. <laughs> I wasn't saying. <laughs> 
I was like, hey, 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 I'm trying to talk to fucking Munich searches here. Settle settle down, dude. Like, I don't know how much he's paying you, but you can text have a conversation here over a cigarette, of all things. Yeah, no, she's cool. Did you see uh, Picard? You watching Picard? I'm sorry, what? You watching Picard season three? No. I hear it's good. I gave up after after season one. I was just like, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't know. Eh. Anyway, uh, caller, thank you so much for the call. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I wanted to say. It's Mira Certe. She's cool as fuck. She's funny. She's really funny too. I mean, she's got humor. Did you ask to sign her boobies? Get a cigarette, play two hours. Now you know. Did you ask her if you could if you could sign her boobies? No, my friend did. Well, my friend came close. My friend was literally he he wanted to get with her, so that kind of freaked her out a little bit. But I, I acted like I didn't know this guy. So you got recruited by your friend <laughs> to stalk her out. And you were like, I'm going to go in and talk to her. Cool. You're a good friend. Yeah. Hey, that's my Deanna Troy, a.k.a. Meter Searcher's story. <clears throat> didn't we mean to interrupt the show? I just spoke to you. Oh, no, you, you, didn't, you didn't. Thank you for the, the call. All right. Um, do, you wanna, do you want to ask me a question? I do want to ask you a question. Okay. What is the the best best hiding spot for an Easter egg? Mm. I'd say uh, in a cave somewhere, or maybe in a tree. I I don't know. I've never uh, never done the Easter egg thing. Like say the the cops were gonna um, raid your 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 domicile, and you had to hide something the size of an egg. Uh, Where would you? What's the best hiding spot for this? This uh, illicit uh, material. Yeah. What good question? If you could hide something, you could fit into small crevices. Which crevice would you choose to hide it in to keep it away from? Uh, your 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 domicile being uh, raided by federal agents looking for cryptocurrencies on hard drives. Mm. My first thought, my first thought that comes to mind is is in the tailpipe of my car. You know, tailpipe of car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Man, keep the show going, man. You're awesome. I love you, girl. I'm yeah. out of here. Good night. We gotta take a quick. Uh, uh, whoa, we gotta take a quick. Uh, uh, whoa, we gotta take a quick. Uh, uh, whoa, break. Hold on one second here. We need to find uh, appropriate breakage. Coming to you from the Dark Sewer Network's kitchens themselves. We got a new product for you, yeah. We got, we got the new vegan chopped cheese. 
It's a delicious and guilt-free twist on the classic New York sandwich. You know how you always hear about the chopped cheese? Well, we gone done fucked it up for all the hipsters out there, and we made it vegan-styled for you. Gluten-free, too, and all other fucking bullshit. It's made with plant-based meats. You know, because plants got so much fucking meat in them. We got dairy-free cheese. You know, because we call it cheese because you like that shit, but we took all the cheese out. We also got freshly chopped vegetables. That might be the only real thing that I'm trying to say right now. But hey, this sandwich is perfect. It's a perfect choice for vegans and you dumb fucking meat eaters too. Because, you know, the meat eaters, if you like meat and you try this vegan chopped cheese, you're going to want to kill everybody in the fucking area. Hey, kill them all. A savor, a savory, juicy, a savory, juicy, and flavorful plant-based... Coxilla Kitchen, four, two, zero, hit it. Well, hey there, sewer dwellers, it's your boy, Sewer Chef, and uh, welcome to another edition of the Dark Sewer Kitchen, where uh, today we'll be uh, showcasing a new offering from the Dark Sewer Network, a meal kit delivery service. Really? It's like two years too late for that shit. Well, it's called uh, Sewer Chow Crate. That's a catchy name, I guess. Uh, well, all right. It's got everything you need to uh, to make a, a single lonely meal with zero human interaction. I know you guys. Each box contains a uh, cocktail, fresh herbs, and all you need to make a scrumptious main course. And uh, right now I'm going to show you just how easy it is. Looks like today's theme is Romania, in celebration of the Romanian Dependence Day. I don't know why you'd celebrate that, but whatever. Uh, I guess that's supposed to appeal to the uh, large number of Romanians that listen to the show. Uh, they fucking love this shit for some reason. All right, let's get the instructions. That's a lot of damn instructions. So, we'll take this one and this one, first and last. Uh, I'm a chef, I'll make up the middle. You know. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll, we'll start off by, uh, let's see, it is Romanian kimchi. Well, we'll get to that later, but first we'll show you what else is in the box. First, we got a, a bottle of booze here, it looks uh, clear. Can't make sense of any of the gobbledygook that's on the label here, but it looks like it's 69 proof, and uh, that's all right with me, if you know what I mean. Let's uh, give it a taste. Pop that top. Mmm, oh, it smells like Uncle Jimbo. Ugh, ugh. Mm, let's give it a taste. Ooh, tastes like Aunt Sally. <laughs> that's a good thing. All right. Mmm, <laughs> mmm tasty and of course as always we got our uh, bag of fresh herbs grown right down here in the sewer oh that smells good that's uh, nice and dank but we'll save those for later and there is also this little packet of white powder here i don't know this must be uh, some sort of secret spice blend i'm gonna give that a try right now Oh, 
boy. Ooh, ooh, that's some spicy shit. Ooh, that is spicy. Ooh, feels good. Oh yeah. All right, all right, all right. Now that we're uh, now that we're all lubed up, let's get cooking, man. <laughs> all right, on to the uh, Romanian kimchi. Uh, let's open up this box. Oh, oh, oh God, what? Oh. What the fuck is that? Oh, it looks like oh, oh, rotten, dirty cabbage. Oh, oh, this is disgusting. Oh, 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 oh. You gotta do it, man. Oh, no way am I making this shit. Oh, those fucking G words, man. They don't know anything about food. Oh, and look at it. It looks like they've been sticking their dicks in it. Oh, jeez. It's all covered in pubes. I can't do this. I'm not fucking doing this, man. These fucking Romanians are animals. Oh, oh, I'm not going to eat anything. Just do it, dude. Oh, Oh, God. No, I'm not saying it. I know. Get Zindu to do this shit. You see what he fucking eats? Off the fucking rails, oh, man. God. You need this Okay, money, all right, all right. I know, I know, I know. All right, I'll do it. All right. Okay. Oh, oh. Eat it. Order now. Your sewer chow kit. Just $69.99. I'm looking at you, Romania. Maybe Estonia too. Oh, we got pallets of rotting cabbage just waiting for you to put your dicks in it. Order now. Happy Romanian Dependence Day, everybody.
Dean, one, Rachel. I mean, like, diversity. Mother, that great song. Mother, the great stone. Stone, I've got to move. Mother, that great stone, got to remove. Sing it again. Real, real, real. That's what's real to me. I love it because it gives God the victory. Many people doubt it, but I can't live without it. Just because I love it so, it's so real to me. I love my love, my love, my love, my I don't want no one, no one, no one, no one, no exercise, man. I don't need no, need no, need no, need no, need no disappointment. Oh, Lord God. A mother that gray stones had to remove. Have you heard that song before, brother? A gray stone? I don't know, it's like from something else. <laughs> it's me, Terry, from Philly. The absolute fool. You see, sir, I'm only... I'm only concerned with repeating the truth. I, I've never questioned if you could repeat the truth, if repeating the truth was being honest. I, I've never questioned these things. That's, that's the me. That's the one I am in the chapter. So. Mother, that they don't Mother that gray song got to move. Mother the great stone stone I've got to move. Mother that gray song got to remove. Hello, Weast of the Wookies. <laughs> Weast of the Weast hey. Wookies. What's up, Dick? Uh, hanging out, drinking some beer. Uh, Good to hear your voice. Do I sound extra nasally? I'm a little sick still. Yeah, kind of. Cool. You're okay. You're okay, man. <sighs> I've been through some shit tonight, Nick. Did you, uh, was it good shit or bad shit? Not good. I was, I was renting a room somewhere and I think they were trying to kick me out. So I left and I thought I met somebody and I moved like to where he lives downtown and he went crazy on me tonight, pulled a knife and threw me out of there. I had to call the police to get my... I had like four heavy bags of my shit, and I'm like, ah. I got lucky though. There was an Uber driver right outside of this place. Gave him my last twenty dollars. I'll get paid here in a couple hours from work. Did Did anybody get Did that. anybody get hurt? No, no. That's good. It was kind of scary like, though. I well, thought yeah, it was I my can, friend. Yeah, 
and he's fucking a drug user, you know, not, not like us, not some beer and weed shit, you know, crazy motherfucker. But I'm back where I started, I guess. I don't know what's going to happen now. Uh, you got to find a, a better place than with somebody that's, uh, find somebody that yeah. smokes weed. I might lean on some coworkers or check Craigslist or we'll see. We'll get lucky. Maybe this place will let me stay and smoke outside. I don't know. The whole thing was like they claimed I smoked too much. And they gave me an ashtray in the first place. And then when they said something about it, they wouldn't let me, like, try to smoke outside. They were just like, nah, you gotta go. So that kind of made me like, okay, fine, I'll find somewhere. Do you have any family you could go uh, (laughs) stay with? No, no, no family for me. Eh, That's rough. That ship has sailed. I should have a heart attack here in about 25 minutes. What are you hooked up to like some heart attack machine? Well, kinda. I have a heart condition. It's uh it's called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Holy crap. There's this guy, Hank Hank Gathers is a basketball player. You can watch him like collapse and die on YouTube. He had the same heart condition. Famous college player. Number forty four. Reggie Lewis was another guy who played for the Celtics, same heart condition. But you got you 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 you're sure it's like twenty five more minutes? Like there's a No, no. I've said that a lot of times. Do you smell like dark chocolate or something funny. right now? Yeah, I wish. I don't know what I smell like, Nick. That's up to you. No, I mean like do you smell I I I throw an extra like do do you smell dark chocolate in the air? Oh. That's usually a sign that there's chocolate sometimes. around. Sometimes. No, I think it's a bad signal from your instincts if you smell that. You got to follow your gut or like your uh, spirits tell you stuff sometimes from other people's aura and things. Like I probably knew that ahead of time when I was at that other house for the last couple of days. I said something in the sewer chat like, oh, I don't know where I'm going and I'm getting thrown out of here. And then I went downtown and that didn't work. And now I'm back where I started. I don't know if I'm going to a couple more days or maybe they'll let me stay a few weeks. I don't know. Well, uh, is Weird. is it is it like is it springtime where you are? Is it the weather getting warmer? <laughs> yeah, it's Cleveland. We'll be okay. Baseball season, baby. Well, there you go. See, that's seventy degrees right now. You, don't look warm. at don't look at the the guy with the knife chasing you on some drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look at the look weather. At the sun coming up. Look at Hell that yeah. sun. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. You're you on the are, we're on the upswing. Right. That's exactly right, Nick. There's always something positive to look at, and I would have told myself that, but you really snapped it into me, man. The the problem is if I you look at the that if you look at the the good stuff too much sometimes. That's yeah, that's the problem. It's easy to get frustrated, you know. I I mean, like I can't stop looking at like TikTok. It's I keep scrolling through it, and <laughs> putting my data in, and. I don't what do you know if think's I, worse? I think I feel TikTok good. TikTok or Facebook? I think Facebook's done. I don't think anybody uses it anymore. Well, that psycho drug user guy who pulled a knife on me, he thinks he's got 5,000 friends on Facebook and he's becoming famous and everything. He's like totally addicted to it. 
So some of them are still out there. I guess so. I guess there's more TikTok people. You're right. I mean, there's, I'm just talking about numbers here. I'm not either of them. I'm not either. I don't know why those people are. <laughs> Discord's okay because I can be in the sewer, baby. I think people need to bring back uh, hosting. I think hosting needs a revolution. There needs to be a rebirth in like um, new new waves of hosting. Um, yeah. Web content. So like, everybody becomes their own Adam Curry. Like a mesh net of mini servers that you could put I everywhere. Think, I think the problem with that is that so many of us, I speak for others and myself, like I'm just not tech smart. And, oh, no, and I no, think it, a lot of people just don't know how to do that. Once once Pandora Box is open, it's uh, available for everybody. Like you might it's not be tech suave, like but do you, have a, do, you have a, do you have a cell phone? Sure. So there you go. You're tech suave enough. Maybe. Don't know that I could put my own podcast on the air or make uh, a YouTube video. Like I just don't believe in myself technology wise. It's I, I'm just talking about like a, a easier self hosting of files, like sharing stuff with. <laughs> or you're more tech smart than you realize. And that, you don't realize. Once you know stuff, you don't realize how other people don't know stuff. So what do you know about? Do you know about uh, you, robots or cars you, or uh, uh, women? No, I, or? I know I know baseball. Like I grew up with a newspaper in my household. and My parents watched sports every night together. So I remember being little and like growing up thinking that everyone watched sports and everyone has a newspaper in their house. They do. But that's not the case. Well, a lot do. of people just don't give a fuck about the world, dude. It's crazy. And like, you know, technology, but I don't, it's, it's, it's a obstacle, a weakness of mine, you know, but baseball I think I got lets it. you communicate right. with other people. Sure. And I know that I know the game. I know the numbers. I know what they're doing out there. All the little details. Do you, There's do you, uh, strength. are you a sports gambler? Yeah, you could say that for sure. I've gambled on everything. Gambling but especially baseball, I hope. Me. Is it, oh, it is? Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I've gambled on way too many things and gotten myself way out of control. It's like a lifelong problem, gambling, for me. It's trying to talk about it with people who aren't gamblers has been a struggle. Once I connect with a fellow gambler, there is a unique understanding. Well, it's betting on the chances. For sure. It's um Yeah. Yeah, but it's a thrill did, that. Like, did you ever? Did you ever win? Because <laughs> I usually lose. Yeah. When you win, you you think you're going to keep winning, so you keep playing. It's hard to like accept a win. The same way it's hard to accept a loss. You're going to chase your losses. It's all very psychologically. It's like vicious cycle shit. That's it's more of a battle against yourself than the odds. So it's almost worse for the addiction if you win. So it's. So there's a Correct. so if you ever lose at gambling, you could say this is good because this right. is helping me fight the addiction. People get turned off by it. People try it; they get turned off right away when they lose, and that's a beautiful thing. Stay but is, if that first hit, anyone a win, listening, they got you. By if the you balls. think you're going to be anyone listening who thinks they're going to be some world class poker player, just like don't try. There's too many people out there who are smart and like mathematically educated and very well disciplined and 
They don't smoke weed or drink or nothing. They're just robots. Stay away from them. I was going to say there's still luck, but there's the people that... Yeah, but is that what we want to, like... You just described a person that lives could on? luck. I can get lucky, Nick. I'm going to keep playing. No, come on. I know I'm a loser, and I'll probably keep playing because I'm a loser. I play video games. I don't care. And there's no Fucking money right. involved. I, I like to play N- Nintendo 64. I got a golf game that I like called Wiley Country Club. And, and you got uh, that Ken little... Junior Baseball. Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball is the best baseball game of all time. It is fucking awesome. The Nintendo 64 controller is probably good to play, like a golf game and uh, stuff on yeah. there. Yeah. Got that little well, stick in the middle. It's a golf game. But it's perfect for that baseball game with those yellow buttons. You can use them for bases. The way they designed that baseball game is beautiful. They had a really interesting controller. I wonder if they'll ever do that again. Well, they... You know. Kind of they did with the Xbox. It's similar. Playing bass. Ball. I'm not a video game expert. Who's your favorite uh, baseball team? The Cubs. Is it? And Ryan Sandberg would be my favorite. He was my childhood hero when I was very little. Ryan Sandberg. Did he play on a team where you lived? On the Cubs. On the Cubs. Yeah, where I grew up in Chicago. And he's... Ryan Sandberg is known for following the rules and not using steroids. But you mainly know him because it's your home city. Yeah. There's like this weird uh, cult thing built around. For some reason, for some reason I was attracted to Ryan Sandberg as a child. Right. And then I grew up and became this like rebel rule breaker, idiot knucklehead. And I discovered as I, learned found knowledge and researched things hey ryan sandberg was always this uh rule follower who just pointed his finger at everybody who broke the rules and it's kind of ironic i think what would kind of ryan sandberg do what would yeah, he would he would he would laugh at me wouldn't he not if he's a good guy if he's yeah, a bad he guy. Sympathy. Or maybe he Actually, might just he, be drunk if he's drunk or something, or you know. <laughs> I don't think he's a drinker. In the nine in the late nineties he retired for like a year and a half or something, kinda of like Michael Jordan did. And it was because a bunch of his teammates were sleeping with his wife. <laughs> he came back, had a little tour coming back, and it was kind of sad once you find out about it. Is there a, did videos we ever, won. really? <laughs> they got to win in 2016, way after Rhino. And he's still with his wife? And he still plays with the same team? No, no, no. Because He's probably involved with the Cubs, but he's not with that woman. And I think he's got a second wife or third wife by now or something. Maybe it or was... Uh, human trafficking. A lot of those guys. He's like, hey. A lot of those guys with money, they they have problems with wives. Well, people with uh, life have it's problems. Like, it's like when you don't have any money and your wife wants to leave you, she kind of goes, eh, he doesn't have any money. What's the point? But when you have money, 
The wives are all like, fucking right, let's get out of here. I could have half of his money or something, huh? And so it makes it way more likely. No, you... That's why you don't rush Am into I stuff. Wrong? I mean, you don't rush depending on if you have any money. Or you find somebody with the equal amount of money and something. I don't know. What would I do if I had any money? I don't fucking know. Uh, it should also be scale. illegal to get married before you're like... Uh... Like legally married until you're like twenty five or thirty. That's a good idea. Like you could get fake married when you're like, and you have to do mushrooms. Eighteen, but it's not it's not monetarily binding until after you're a certain age. Sure. Have you been married, Nick? Is that too personal? Am I the first one to ask you that? Silence is deadly. What do I do? Hold on. One of my many Sorry. wives are crawling on top of me right now. <laughs> You're so cool, Nick. When I grow up, I want to be half as cool as Nick. 10%. Come on. Give me a chance. Get at least four, maybe five. <laughs> In a pack of like 10. What's the word? What's I hate rats to be haven't guy, made you know rats go they we only live two years. What do you think I'm going to ask you about right now? Pokemon. You you already know. Come on, dude. How's Diane doing? We all got to ask. Uh, I don't really want to ask, but I know that everybody wants me to ask. We tried to resurrect her today for Easter. Okay, and uh, That's cool, but it didn't work. And we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will figure it out. I don't know. It hurt, too. I laid in a bathtub. They poured her out of the bucket on top of me, and then I had to get an erection, and then they shot it with electricity. It didn't... She still goo. Oh, my God. Well... I was going to ask her to marry me, too. What am I going to do with this? You were going to ask her to marry you. She's rich. She, came back. she comes from a really rich family. I don't want them to find out about that she's dead yet. I mean, she's not dead, you know. She's just in yeah. limbo, you know. Well, I don't want to hear about your twisted motivations, Nick. That's a bad influence on your listeners. Don't marry people for money, you guys. probably marry somebody for money if i was like 20 and uh, how much money how much money would you take it, to get a swastika tattooed on your forehead oh my God. have to what would that cost you like 300 million you could solve a lot of problems with that right i don't think i would take 300 million for like anything tattooed on my face you could wear a fucking hat all the time dude and just like give to charity and be the the uh, shaman in a hat. Or I would just after I got the tattoo, I'd get another tattoo to cover up that tattoo. <laughs> That's probably against the rules. But I still don't want a tattoo on my like. It would be a lot of money for me to get a tattoo on my face. Obviously, if you make the agreement, you have to follow the spirit of the agreement. You know, you don't want to ask for trouble from the tattoo gods or something. Do you have any tattoos? 
I don't have any tattoos, Nick. You don't paint over a Picasso, do you? I thought you were going to say you have like the point. Uh, like the you update no. the you have like every Cubs player tattooed on your back. <laughs> My sister has a lot of tattoos, but she's a White Sox fan. Does she have any? Uh... She doesn't like the Cubs. What was the she's like that? Is there still, still is there is there a baseball team with like a like a crow with a baseball hat? Yeah, kind of the Orioles. Oriole, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, did they like change that logo? Cool. It's a cool logo, depending on what you... But there is kind of a darker, creepy-looking one, sure. Looks like a crow. Yeah, I remember it being like but, a cartoon um, character. And I always liked that growing you know, up, like being a kid looking at baseball cards. I was like, oh, the Orioles are cool. I like the bird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care about you know, uh, the Yankees <laughs> or the Dodgers. Yeah. You know how the Yankees and Mets don't get along? Yeah. That's how it is in Chicago with the Cubs and White Sox. Ah, uh, why? Well, Where are they both I in left, Chicago? Chicago Yeah, they're Cubs, both in Chicago, Chicago in separate leagues, Sox. just like the Mets and Yankees. So when I left Illinois, I was like, yeah, hey, I'm going to root for both of these teams now. And who's going to stop me? You know, all these foreigners don't give a shit. It's Except weird how they go back, divided up. You can't go back to Illinois and root for both of them. People want to argue with you. Do Do you think... Baseball, you should have to live in the city for the place, or like be born in the city no. for the team that you play for. No, no. You can play anywhere and make your money, and I root for the players to get as much money as they can. Anybody that says the players make too much money doesn't understand economics and should. It's like they're rooting for the owners but to get who's, more money. Who's paying for these people's salaries? Is it the, the cities of where they're no. uh, representing? The cities sometimes subsidize the stadiums, but the the fan bases pay toward the organizations which make profit, and the owners pay the players. So, especially in baseball where there's no salary cap, the owners can decide to not pay the players and just have a cheap team and keep making money and not have a winning team, and they don't care. Or they can have a winning team and spend the money and they're probably going to have more money coming yeah, in. Yeah, you're right about deals the, the owners. You never really think about jerseys. the owners of a team. Yeah, I know it's complicated. Like instead of calling it like the Baltimore Baltimore Orioles, you should call it the the uh, whatever the fucking hmm. person that owns it, Rockefellers or whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, where are the rich motherfucking name. Rockefellers? Yeah, because it's like each time it gets sold. They sh- it How should be illegal for baseball teams to take the 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 city's name. You buy a team and make it the New York Rats. Like I, I'm not a big fan of wrestling, but I'm a fan of wrestling. Like, what if there was like, yeah. oh, I'm a New York City Nick? Is that your? And that's is that my your wrestling name. Athletic event on TV. The wrestling. Uh, the, my favorite athletic event on TV is. Uh, Wrestling's very athletic. I don't want to, I, I don't know if I'd call it a sport because it's not necessarily competitive. I like pole vaulting. <laughs> pole vaulting is very cool. It's it's, it's wild. Those yeah, sticks I, bend I so much and they don't snap or break. What do they make them out of? That shit's crazy. I kind of I kind of feel like it would be better for the listeners if I would argue with you 
that's just not possible sometimes, you know? I'd be scared that I'd do the pole vault, the stick would break, and then I would be impaled on it. But that's a obvious fear. Very common. I feel the same way. My parents fear that if I become a pole vaulter, that I might marry one of the poles. Well, they don't like Polish I, I people. You could, I don't know why. I'm Polish. North not very Pole likable. or South Pole? Makes sense, right? For me to not be very likable and be Polish. You're a liar, caller. <laughs> I appreciate your idea. I have to start a fight. I'm not a liar. I have to start a fight with you. I could be wrong, Nick, but I'm not a liar. No, you definitely lie. You you definitely lie. <laughs> caller, you if you say you don't lie, then you're a liar. That was a lie. Okay. Saying that you don't Back lie in is a lie. 2007, I lied to my father in 2007. And then a couple of years later, I admitted to it in tears. And don't think I've told a lie since. You've definitely told a lie. Not Maybe not even like a, like a knowing lie, but like like maybe myself. a mistaking lie. Like somebody's like, oh, when's, uh, when's this? And you're like, oh, it's this. Oops. It wasn't. That's wrong. Oh, that's. That's just being wrong, dude. That's a lie. Being wrong though. is not lying. Yeah, it is. Sometimes you think you know what you're talking about and you're wrong. It doesn't make you a liar. Yeah, but now we're getting into that just, Trump territory when no, everyone's you, like, Trump's a liar, Trump's a liar. He's just wrong all the time. Leave him alone. You realize, you said you lied, but you said you realized what you did was wrong, right? Sure. So then your lie was just a mistake. Just like any mistake is a lie. A lie is when you're intentionally deceptive to somebody, right? When you definitely give somebody the false narrative on purpose, that's a lie. If you're just wrong and you believe what you're fucking saying, then you're an idiot. And I'm an idiot sometimes, sure. Doesn't make me a liar. Very different. I'm not deceptive. Have you lied to yourself? Yeah, oh yeah. So you're a liar. There you go. Definitely. Full of shit, but I don't lie to people, to others. If you lie to yourself. Lying to yourself is its own individual concept. Now you're looking for loopholes, Nick. Playing games with me and shit. But I fucking love you, buddy. You're the shit, dude. Caller, do you think Bigfoot lies? Do I think Bigfoot... Would lie. If Bigfoot exists, do you Um, think he would tell a lie? Can animals lie? Can animals lie? I don't think Bigfoot would be in the same, like, category as animals. Well, they're huge hominids. They're huge humanoid hominids. Don't they got half brains and stuff like us? Like, we're not that smart, are we? Half-lobed, huge humanoid hominids. Humans only use, like... Like a percent and a half of their brain or three percent of their brain if they're geniuses or something? Well, you know, so, most of them aren't that fat, so I usually say go full brain. But Aren't dolphins if, smarter than us? Dogs lie, right? Dogs do that, uh, like puppy eyes <laughs> is a lie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Very like, I need shit. to do this puppy eyes. I'm actually lying. Exactly. Okay, I'm a poker player. So being deceptive is very important. There you go. 
is de- deception is lying. In the name of the game. So you lie baseball, for fun. You know how to, you've studied lying. Sure. For it's, recreation, for poker, or like in baseball, we say, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So like, it's a life lesson that I live by that you don't break the rules. You don't cheat the scam or the system unless you're playing baseball. You know, I won't cheat in Monopoly or chess or whatever. But if we're playing baseball, that's part of the game. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's how it goes. Well, I have t-shirts that say, I love baseball, Nick. And I go up to people and I go, what's my shirt say? And they say, I love baseball. And I go, say it louder. <laughs> I do it Did you ever time. see... Uh... You ever see the, uh, uh, hold on one second. Just, uh-huh. I'm, uh, uh, I'm waiting on your every word. Uh, what's the movie with the, the gangs of New York, but it's not gangs of New York. It's, uh, uh, uh a Bronx tale. Not, no, That's it's the, one. uh, they get on, they get on, they get on the, uh, the subway and they're trying to, they, they dress up like, uh, uh, well, you brought up the Gangs of New York. Well, so that Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Gangs of New York, I remember going to that movie in the theater and falling asleep. What was that, like 2003 or something? Even when... Uh, been up a while. Daniel Day-Lewis. That movie was so boring. I've never seen that movie still. I just passed out in the theater. Never watched Gangs of New York. Is that a good movie, Nick? I want to see Daniel Day-Lewis do do The Joker. In the butt. I'm not sure who that. Is. I don't really know that actor. To tell you the truth. He was in Gangs in New York. He was a uh, B- Butcher Bill. Okay, I just told you I ain't seen that movie. He's got the big the mustache. You also talked to Wolves. Fourteen years ago. Uh, the oh. Warriors. Did you ever see the movie The Warriors? No, but I heard a lot about it. Oh, People okay. told me it's really cool. Early, like it's the late seventies, and it's like uh, about a bunch of rebels and. Do you walk kind of around dressed up in uniforms of your team of the uh, Chicago Cubs? Do you like a shirt? I don't have any. Kind of no, I don't have any jerseys. Um, I've kind of fallen down in life a couple times, so I don't have any current like jerseys with numbers on them. But I got this shirt that I'm wearing right now, as a matter of fact, and it's a hoodie. It's a thin hoodie, and it's got white socks, colors. It's not really officially white socks, but it's a Chicago baseball in the front. And I customized it, customized it when I bought it off uh, Amazon. And it says number 83 on the back, right? The year I was born. And the name in the name slot says, shut up, Will. Would you wear boxer briefs with uh, the Chicago Cubs logo on it? Uh, Would you wear them? I'd wear, like, the Yankees just for... Just because it's baseball, dude. It's not. It's not like some generic panties. You know, I'm wearing some baseball panties. Let's rock so and Chicago roll. Cubs up top and New York Yankees down bottom. I gotcha. Why not? Yeah, I don't care if it's baseball. It matches. It's for the love of the game, son. Also, if somebody says, "Why are you wearing those?" You could say, "Because you know, I want you to yank these." <laughs> Why are you looking? It's true. 
do you like the Yankees more than the Mets? Uh, I like the the Orioles because there's the bird on the logo. Okay, but you don't have a New York opinion because you live in New York. That's why I was asking. No, I know. I no, I don't. I also like the uh, the New Jersey Devils, just because it was like a Devils yeah. logo. Yeah, they're cool. They're a cool team. I'm a big hockey fan. Did you ever play uh, Blackhawks NHL '95 on? Sega yeah. Genesis? That was the one that didn't have fighting, dude. 95, they took fighting out, and they brought it back in 96. 94 was the best version of that game on Sega. That's why I like the Ottawa Senators, because they were the 26th-ranked team, the worst team in that game, and I just ran with them. I now you can like, give them custom underwear myself. of their favorite baseball teams. That's where the technology's at. Nike baseball underwear just now? Yeah, you could put <laughs> in the games, you could do the the customization of the character. You want me to go to the game and do a striptease? What? I'm going to go to the game on Sunday because we're our restaurant's closed on Easter. So I'm going to go to the day game. A caller, what is the best place to hide an Easter egg? Or I mean uh, something the size of an Easter egg. If say the question, FBI Nick. were coming. How about inside of a video game console? No one would look there. Wait, hide it in a video game? Like inside of your old school Nintendo slot or something. Could oh, that work? Well, the smell might leak. It's not airtight. Yeah. I'm looking for something airtight. Right. Maybe um, one of those books that Adam's got the hookup for. The, oh, the free the hollow books. place books. Yeah, free hollow books. That kind of guy. Yeah, that would be a good That's place a good for idea. that. And this Easter, Maybe? everybody should go out and get a free hollow book and hide some eggs in them. You're going to need a big book? I, wanna, well, I can just get one from that guy, huh? I have a free hollow book there. It's really well made. I I used to have a couple of them because I worked in a thrift store. They were so fucking cool when I found them. I found all kinds of shit working over there. Then I glue it up. And Man, this has been so much fun talking to you, Nick. Thank it? you. I, uh, Thank you so much, dude. I hope, Thank you very much. I hope this Easter, um, the... Nobody tries to take out a weapon around you. <laughs> yeah, well, unless they're gonna like get cut like a turkey or something. What, what do people eat on I Easter? Eggs. I think so. I think you're supposed to hard boil them, right? Leave your shoes out for the leprechaun or something. I eat whatever I find. I hope I find. Uh, oh, I was listening to your leprechaun episode earlier today. There's a there's a <laughs> leprechaun episode. You had you had a point you wanted to get to about leprechauns. I'm not sure if I ever got there though. Oh, I don't. know. It was a couple of weeks ago, maybe three. I probably never got to the point. I was, look, I was looking for that one episode when I called in with Deidre's house. It was weird. Uh, caller. Cool. Huh? Is there anything you would like to say to the world? Uh, don't gamble and don't let anybody dull your sparkle. Thank you so much. And uh, have a good cool? night. Thank you, Nick. Love you, buddy. And talk to talk later. you later. Bye. There you go. I got to start making some underwear.
and selling some underwear with with birds on it or something. Slim suits with new super sewer band son fuck you. Once upon a time, in a far off galaxy, there lived an alien named Sindasef. He was a powerful being, feared and respected by all who knew him. He was known for his jealousy and his mean spiritedness, which was fueled by his immense power. He also had about 30 dicks and two livers. One day, Zindasef happened upon a small planet called Earth. It was inhabited by a diverse array of life forms, but one in particular caught his eye. She was a little Jewish earthling named Mayo. She had a big nose and tight little titties. Zindasef was immediately smitten with her and decided that he had to have her as his own. He approached Mayo and declared his love for her. She was taken aback by his brazenness, 
but Zindasef was persistent, and eventually, Mayo agreed to be his wife. They tried to procreate, but their genetics made it impossible. Zindasef became increasingly angry and frustrated, and he began taking out his anger on the population of Earth. He would fly over cities and just hot mayonnaise onto all of the people's children unless they glued a few pennies to their front doors as tribute. Mayo could not stand to see the innocent people of Earth suffering because of her husband's jealousy and anger. She knew that the only way to stop him was to give him a child. She slept with another man to become pregnant. She slept with a young sexy black man named Jerome and he really knew how to stir her jar, if you know what I mean, and I think you do, and when the baby was born, it did not look like Zindasef. The child only had three dicks. He was furious and demanded to know what was going on. Mayo told him that it was a miracle, and that he should just accept it. Zindasef, still angry, raised the child to become a powerful overlord of the planet. He trained the child to use his immense power for evil, and the child became just as feared and respected as Zindasef himself. The child's name was Jizus, and he loved to jizz on all of us. Years went by, and Zindasef grew old. He knew that his time was coming to an end, and he began to worry about what would happen to his planet after he was gone. He gathered all of his porn to be buried with and wrote a will leaving everything to his son, leaving nothing to Mayo. I think he always knew she was a cheating bitch. He also wanted to ensure that his legacy would live on, so he decided to pass on his power to his son. On the day of his passing, Zindasef was riding a Segway when he accidentally rode off a cliff. He died instantly, leaving his son to take over the planet. The sun ruled with an iron fist, just as Zindasef had taught him, until he too met an untimely end at the age of 33 by also riding a Segway off of a cliff. In the end, Zindasef's legacy lived on through his son, but the people of Earth were left to suffer under the tyranny of their alien overlords. Mayo, who had long since regretted her decision to sleep with another man, watched from afar as the planet she had once called home was consumed by darkness. Jerome would go down on her nightly now that her husband was dead. In the end, Mayo realized that love can be a dangerous thing, especially when mixed with jealousy and power. She vowed never to let herself be consumed by those same feelings again. And she left the planet to find a new home among the stars and the people of Earth flourished until one day mankind discovered Ouija boards and were ultimately overruled by demons, not aliens. The End Well then, very interesting stuff. I, one more thing I want to talk about before we end the show. Um, Lazarus of Bethany. I want to talk about because this is like one of the most fascinating figures that I, I ever bumped into in the sewer. Uh, especially after I got those new... Um, somebody gave me these... Mints? They said they were testy mints. I think he rubbed like Altoids on his balls. 
How did Altoids become big? Were there drugs in Altoids? Anyway, Lazarus, he was known for being raised from the dead as well. He, by Jesus. Jesus is a necromancer. There's much more to the story than just this one miraculous story. It's like a three-part story. So Lazarus lived under the thumb of Bethany. Bethany was a crazy lady. Um, she hung, she hung, she hung, she, um, right outside near Jerusalem. She's probably a little... She, Bethany's probably Jewish. And Lazarus, he had a brother, um, Mary and Martha, and Mayo, and... Uh, He he knew Jesus. He they played video they played video games together. They sh- they shared uh, underwear. But you know Lazarus Lazarus got sick and he he died, and his sister was she was sad. Um, so she just she's like Jesus, I'm sad. My brother died, and uh. Jesus Jesus was like he was like Marco and then Lazarus said Polo and he's like he's alive and Bethany gave him a high five it was pretty cool uh there's there's a lot of resurrections and stuff uh (laughs) this show will be resurrected next week Wednesday at 11 p.m. All right. Uh, we're we're going to get out of here. We're going to listen to one more song. All the music you find on SoundCloud slash like slash Nick the Rat. Go to NickTheRat.com. Uh, yeah, oh, boy. Ooh. Happy. Happy creation time, everybody. Happy. Happy uphills. Happy potential energy Generation via location around the sun. Happy, happy sun rays. Let the sun give you the the D. Take the D from the sun. This next song has a really long name, but basically it's a story about a guy that gets shot in the head by MP3. Good night, everybody.